This is episode 206, Removing Yourself from a Work Relationship. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. So we have moved over to a new category on iTunes. I was wondering why show listens kind of like plateaued off and iTunes changed a bunch of their categories and we were in like religious education or something like that. So we moved over to the self-improvement section in education, which is most likely where this show should be. So I'm happy to be in this category because it's definitely more what this show is about. I just actually don't like the term self-improvement. I like personal development a lot more. I wish iTunes would have consulted me before they made the title of that category because it just reinforces the idea that something's wrong with us or we need to improve. And it's just not true. And you hear me say this a lot on the show. We're always going to grow. There's always going to be opportunities to learn. And sure, we can get better at certain things, but we never want to look at ourselves like we're broken, like we're a constant self-improvement project, or like there's anything wrong with us. That is so, so, so key, I think, to personal growth. One of the most enlightened things that we can ever realize and really feel is that we're whole and complete and there's absolutely nothing wrong with us. That's truly what, from my point of view, enlightenment is, knowing that there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing we have to do. There's nothing we have to be in order to earn love. And also to know that we are one with the universe, God, higher power, whatever we want to call it. So if you use that term self-improvement a lot, I just encourage you to switch to personal development, growth, evolving, something that doesn't reinforce the misunderstanding that there's anything you need to improve about you. I have a really exciting announcement for you all. I announced this last week on the podcast as well. So at the end of our honeymoon, Stephanos and I are teaching a one-day retreat in London called Love Amplified. And it's how to amplify self-love, how to amplify relational love, and how to amplify your love of purpose and your higher power. It's going to be a really amazing day. We're going to be teaching you a lot. We're going to be sharing from our love story. You're going to be doing some exercises, not like cardiovascular exercises personal development exercises. Stephanos is going to take you through an amazing breath work journey and you're just going to leave with your heart open and full. And if any of you felt like you lost hope when it comes to love, or you just can't seem to get that self-love dialed in, or you can't find that love of what your calling is, please join us. It's rare that we come to teach in Europe. So take advantage of this opportunity. It's October 6th in London. There are room rates at the hotel that we're teaching at. Go to christinehassler.com slash London dash 2019. If you have any trouble finding that, just go to christinehassler.com, click on events and you'll find it there. But again, the URL christinehassler.com slash London dash 2019. Get your spot quick because we are limiting it to uh, keep it intimate. 
All right. So I love the topic of today's episode because it's not a topic we talk too much about. We're talking about a work relationship with a family member. So Amy, our caller today, is trying to decide if she wants to get out of a work relationship she has with her dad. And she's very conflicted about it. And be sure to listen to my breakdown after the call because I talk a lot about why I coached her the way that I did. I was pretty strong with her on this call. Still my loving, compassionate self, but strong. (laughs) As you're listening to this call, consider, did you grow up in an alcoholic home and do you get support for that? Do you realize that growing up with one or two alcoholic parents does impact you? Are you in a work relationship with a family member and you really want to get out of it, but feel like you can't? Do you want to have a better relationship with a family member who perhaps has been difficult in the past, but you really see them making changes and working on themselves? And finally, are you an empath, which is most of my listeners? Do you tend to not stand up for yourself, not speak your truth, not do what you want to do because you're concerned about upsetting another? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Amy. Before we dive in, I'm excited to thank my sponsor for today, which is BetterHelp. I recommend on this show a lot seeing your own personal therapist or coach and BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and more. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential and so convenient. You can get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can even schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. I just love this idea. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option for over it and on with it listeners. You get 10% off your first month with discount code over it. So I encourage you to get started today. If it resonates with you, go to betterhelp.com slash over it. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Again, betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash over it. And now on to my coaching session with Amy. Amy, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me on. I would love some assistance on learning how to navigate my work partnership that's with my dad. I have made a lot of shifts in my life and shifts in other relationships just fine, but this one is proving to be pretty difficult for me and is kind of a big block in my life. Okay. What kind of shifts have you made in the past? What are you talking about when you say shifts? I've had to parent myself quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've kind of taught myself discipline and routine and just the whole nine yards in that Mm -hmm. regard. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a pretty chaotic family. Mm -hmm. So my dad's also an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and my mom's bipolar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've definitely like had to teach myself a lot of things. And I'm proud of myself. I've done very well. (laughs) I'm proud of you too. Thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that you can acknowledge yourself. Last week's call, a big part of it was being able to acknowledge oneself and be proud of oneself. And unfortunately in our society, we tend to reward and 
be proud of more materialistic things like getting a master's degree or getting a great job or getting married, sort of these external accomplishments seem to get more external validation from other people. And really what we should be most proud of ourselves for is shifting, is surviving and ending up thriving, even though we've had a difficult past, looking at what we've learned from things versus why they happen. So I'm really proud of you for being proud of yourself and for seeing all the shifts that you made because I don't even know where we're going to go with this session, but this is a great place to start. It's always great to start from, you know what, I've done things great in the past and I know I can do this too versus I've made a lot of great shifts in the past, but this one, I just can't seem to move. Do you see the difference? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about this work partnership with your dad, what you're doing together, why you decided to work with them and what's difficult about it. I have a construction business. I worked by myself for a few years and then hired him on for a big job. And because he used to do construction, but he didn't teach me. I got into it on my own. And then we have been kind of working ever since and kind of part, you know, naturally kind of becoming partners on that. And it's just a bit of a struggle. Well, it works out. We complement each other in a lot of ways, but I just feel like I'm being, I'm holding myself back Mm. and not thriving. How so? And going, well, I'm a total empath. And so I really pick up on other people's emotions Mm -hmm. and energies. Well, and I'm just FYI, you had to, to survive with a bipolar mother and an alcoholic father. The only way that you could be okay and feel safe is if you could anticipate the actions of your mother and father and being an empath was your superpower because you could feel into what they were feeling because, you know, an alcoholic and a bipolar aren't exactly honest (laughs) and their words and actions don't always match. So can you see how being an empath has given you the ability to survive in that kind of household? Yes, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Where it can become a liability is when we, just because we're feeling someone's feelings, we think we have to do something about it. Like we take them on as our own and we would rather hurt ourselves than experience hurting someone else or what we believe is hurting someone else. But the truth is we can never hurt another person, right? So I have a feeling what's happening here. Let me just, let me just guess and you correct me. So I have a feeling that your dad is acting in ways that demean you or don't empower you, or he's maybe trying to take control of certain situations um, or is being a little erratic and you really want to speak up, but you don't want to hurt his feelings or make him angry. Yes. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And I do, I mean, I do stand, I mean, I stand my ground and I do speak my truth from time to time, but it, it, it definitely is met with a lot of resistance and negativity. And it just feels like constantly battling. Right. Is where he, we're supposed to be teammates. Is huh? he a sober alcoholic or is he still drinking? Uh, he's sober right now. Yes, I did have a big expectation hangover, if you will, this first half of this year. And I'm still kind of getting through that. But he has been sober for almost a month now. And so things have been going smoothly. But this, yeah, this first half of the year was was really hard. Right. Right. So what do you know about alcoholics? 
um, they excuse their behavior mm-hmm. in all aspects. Mm-hmm. There's, they, they make excuses for why they do things. Exactly. And would you um, say they're defensive? Wanna, yes. Yeah. So would you say when you are met with resistance, what that really is, is him being defensive? Yeah. Okay. And why do you take that personally? I've actually been a lot better about that. I've definitely worked through that. I used to take it personally and I don't anymore. It's just as much. I mean, occasionally here and there, but not very often. It's more so that I, I just don't, I have a hard time. It's just a weird dynamic when he's my dad and mm-hmm. then me being the boss role and kind of being more responsible in a lot of aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. It makes it, it's just a challenging like right. how to navigate that and feel okay. Cause it's just kind of a weird, it's kind of weird to tell your dad what to do. I, guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when he doesn't really want to be told what to do. And I think that there's a, a little girl part of you, Amy, that really wants to tell him what to do and also wants him around. So there's the little girl that's mad at him and wants to boss him around. And then there's a little girl who's hurt and has always wanted his love and attention and wants to keep him around. Can you see both parts? I can see both parts. Yes. So if let's be curious for a moment, if you could wave a magic wand and just have it your way within reason and not worry about hurting anybody else's feeling, not worry about the ramifications, what would you do? In life in general? No, in the situation with your dad. Well, I would want him to be on okay with growth, you know, and want to do that. You know, I want to improve and be willing to work together on that. So you would want a magic wand that would change somebody? Well, no, I get, no, just be more apt to want, because he has grown in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't, he's also kind of, I guess, kind of older, so maybe stuck in his ways a little bit. Right. So again, you would want a magic wand to change somewhat. Can you see how you want him to be different? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, no, I haven't noticed that before. Like in that regard, no, I just, I feel like it was more behavior, like in, not like change personality, but maybe more of his habits, but I guess that does equal the same thing. It maybe. does. <laughs> it yeah. does. We don't, we don't change behavior or habits unless we change internally. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you this. If you could stop working with him, but have him not be mad and have the relationship stay intact, have him not be upset, would you want that? Um part of me, a big part of me says yes to that. Which part of you says yes? The part of me that feels like I'm holding myself back. Mm-hmm. Yep. What parts say no? The part of me that still likes working with them mm-hmm. and still, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. So can you see that one part is a little older than the other part? Yes. Yeah. Which part is that? The first one. Yeah. Right. So can you see how it's that little girl part that wants to keep working with them? Yeah. Yeah. And the the older you wants to really be able to move forward with your business and your life and not feel 
this tension that you're feeling with your dad? Because let me ask you this, when there's tension with your dad at work, does that make you feel small again? Yeah. 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 And when you feel small again, what happens? Yeah. Negative emotion, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tense and then not as confident or not, not even not as confident, kind of knocked down. I'm still confident, but just kind of feel like I'm getting kind of my candle burned or put out or something. (laughs) Right. 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 And do you like your business? Do you want to grow it? Yes, I do. I like building things. I like to do more, more stuff with plants. Mm -hmm. So I kind of do want to shift kind of in general. And that's a big calling to me. Mm. I feel like that's kind of why this has been on my mind so much. Right. Right. So there's a part of you, the grown, healthy part, the part that's done all the work that wants to move forward, that wants to have an adult relationship with dad who knows boundaries. Boundaries are hard for alcoholics. And then there's a little girl part who still wants dad to be present, to be in her life, to love her, to have fun with her, and to be consistent, which you never really have had. Yeah. And sometimes in life, we've got one foot in the future and one foot in the past. And nothing makes us feel more stuck or blocked than that. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So it's really, I, you know, it's, I want to empower you here into which direction you want to go. You can still kind of have that foot in the past and be trying to get the relationship you want with him and using work as that avenue and avoiding upsetting him, hurting his feelings, so on and so forth. Or you can make a self-honoring choice to end the working relationship because if we're really honest, it's not working for you and move forward with less tension and a little more freedom. Yes. Which one do you want? (laughs) It's so hard when you've built up so much you know, with somebody and with the, you know, just the business mm-hmm. makes it so difficult. <laughs> I mean, I know that I'm making it more difficult yeah. than it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's difficult. Let me ask you this. If this man wasn't your father, how would you be handling the situation? If he was an employee, how would you be handling the situation? Yeah. Different. Definitely different. How? What would you be doing different? Um, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be partners. Why not? Um, because of the the responsibility load difference, mm-hmm. and then also just wanting to to improve. I'm always looking to improve myself. Right. So you have a more growth yeah. mindset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's a heavy load when you're the person in a partnership where you have a more growth mindset and your other partner doesn't. So just to, let me make sure I'm hearing you correctly. If he wasn't your dad, you would end the partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it be, it's just hard with the partnership. If I was, yeah, yeah. I guess that would be a yes. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can you see how the fact that 
this is sort of a mesh in your relationship with your dad is impacting your decision here. Yes. But when you really tap into that grown up part of you and the businesswoman in you, the decision becomes more clear. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I want to talk to the other the other part of you, the little girl part that's sad and wants a relationship with dad and has knots in her stomach and a pit in her stomach about the thought of ending this partnership. Can I talk to that part now? Yes. Okay. So this is a beautiful time to get a little creative in your relationship with your dad and think about ways that you can do things with him and spend time with him that doesn't involve your business. What kind of things do you like to do with him? Working outside, doing yard work and fishing. Okay. What else? He used to ski. I was going to say skiing, but his knees have kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, Making food. Yep. Gardening. Beautiful. So that's a lot of things. Working in the yard, fishing, making food, gardening. So can you see how there's an opportunity here? Like what, what would it be like if you could just focus on having the most expectation-free, loving relationship with your dad and the time he has left here on earth that didn't cross over into work and create a lot of tension? Yeah, I can see that. Doesn't that feel a lot better? Yeah, it also feels really scary. Tell me why it feels scary. It just feels really, it would be weird to imagine not working with them. Yeah. Well, one thing is with the child of an alcoholic, you probably have some variation of codependency going on. So it's, for someone in your position, it's almost harder not to be with the person than it is to be with the person and have tension in an unhealthy dynamic. I see what you're saying. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever go to Al-Anon meetings? No, I've never been to one. Okay. That may be something you look into because I can tell that you've done a lot of work and there's there, from my point of view, there's still some work to be done just really in terms of owning your right to have your own life and having boundaries and learning how to love someone who's really had no boundaries with you and learning how to love someone who doesn't love themselves and learning how to source your own love independent of what that person is doing. So I understand that ending the business partnership and I'm not telling you to do it, Amy. I'm just really listening to you, asking you questions, tuning in and reflecting back to you what I hear your higher self saying, but there's, but there's no pressure. You don't have to do this. It's 1000% your choice. But if you want my straight up opinion, I don't see the dynamic really changing with him at work. And I see you continuing to put your own life on hold. And that's something that you've probably done since you were a little girl. 
And what I want to give you permission for, not that you need it from me, but sometimes parts of us need to hear this, is that it's okay to put yourself first. It's okay to finally have your life and do things that make you happy. Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, what comes up for you when I say that? I guess what comes up is that I have compromised a lot of things and given my power away. Mm -hmm in my life. And I've definitely been noticing that more and more the last year. Yeah. Yeah. And how much longer do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for, I think a shift. That's for sure. I think that's why I'm on the phone. Yeah. You You read my (laughs) mind. Yeah. I don't think you would have called me with this question and that's, you listen to the show. I'm sure most people already know the answer. I'm just echoing what their inner voice has already told them and maybe helping a little bit with the explanation and the strategy. Yeah. And so what I'd love to help you with here in the last um, few moments that we have is, again, no pressure. You don't have to do this, but it would be helping you brainstorm and really feel out how you want to have this conversation with your dad and what you want that to look like. Would you like some assistance with that? Yes. Okay. So first, and then you're not being graded, you're not being judged, you're not being evaluated. First, I want you just to give it a whirl. I want you to give it a whirl in terms of really sharing with your dad, you know, how you're feeling, what you'd like to do moving forward, what you're really feeling passionate about, what you're grateful for in terms of his work for you and the partnership so far and what you've decided you'd like it to transition into. So you give it a whirl first and then, and then I'll help you out. I guess that's hard. Dad, I, I, man, this is going to be hard. (laughs) Oh man. It's okay. Is there something I could do beforehand to kind of buffer Something, you know, like kind of set, I don't know, it's like action steps I could take before actually having the conversation, you know. Well, this is one of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's just one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Practicing it, getting out. I'm also going to recommend some other things. But first, I just, this is part of me helping to empower you and helping you to find your voice again, Amy. And you can see how you kind of get all choked up. Yeah. And that doesn't, this again, not a criticism, not a judgment, just a reflection of how much you've swallowed your words and your voice over the years. Yeah. And how really moving forward and feeling empowered is speaking up for ourselves and setting boundaries and ending situations that have reached their expiration date. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say, Dad, I am really grateful for all the work we've done together, and the partnership has been really good, and I've grown a lot, and you've taught me a lot, and I would like to pursue some more creative pathways, including things with plants and plant medicine and homemade goods and I would like to maybe implement 
um, kind of a timeline with you on kind of me taking a, a different route and going and pursuing those things and figuring out kind of a time frame that would work for both of us on transitioning. Okay. Awesome job. Really, really, really good start. You started off super strong and then <laughs> the little girl who's so scared of him getting mad popped up. So the thank you and acknowledgement and you taught me so much. Awesome. Right on point. You can even go longer with that. And I love that you said, and not, but it's always great to use the word and instead of, but it doesn't feel good. If I say, um, Amy, you know, you, you really did a great job on this call, but there's some things I want to change about it. All you hear is there, you know, things I want to change about it. Right. And that's not true. I just made that up. Um, so you did great. You did that naturally, which is beautiful where you got a little tripped up was when you started to make the request. And when you go back and listen to the recording, you'll hear you started saying maybe and kind of. I think you said kind of three times. Oh, geez. Right? And that's one of those things where when we're scared, we're like, um, could you maybe turn your volume down? It's kind of loud and I kind of feel like, you know, it's a little too much. Again, I'm just making it up, but do you see how those kind of and maybe words are really disempowering? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So here's what I would recommend. I would recommend writing this out and also getting really clear on what your request is. My recommendation, and again, this comes from wanting to empower you. My recommendation would not be to come up with something that works for both of you. My recommendation would be, this is your business. You brought them in. You're making the change. Come up with a plan. This is a plan that I've come up with like to go over it with you. I think this will work best for both of us. I want you to really, Amy, this is an opportunity to not be the scared little girl. Yeah. And I know it's hard and you don't have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what would be helpful in terms of action steps, like I said, writing it out and kind of okay. structuring it, you know, thank you and acknowledgement, sharing your news you know, sharing your truth, we'll call it. Okay. Without a lot of explanation, but just sharing your truth and then making the request in terms of ending the partnership, or you could say sharing the decision that you've made and then oh. ending it with a lot more acknowledgement and gratitude. Okay. That's, yeah. That'd I would good. also suggest maybe try to find an Al-Anon meeting. Okay. So that you can be around people who understand this and even maybe talk to people okay. about this, you know, talk to other people that have parents that are alcoholics because it's a unique parent-child relationship. Any kind of books on being the adult child of an alcoholic would be helpful as well. Okay. And then the other kind of funny, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to watch... Movies like Wonder Woman, <laughs> Captain, is it Captain America or Captain, Captain Marvel? Just f really super, and it doesn't have to be action figure. It can be anything. Movies where you see women, not from an angry place, but from a really empowered, passionate place, take their power and not let anybody F with them. Now, I just <laughs> want to highlight here. I don't think your dad's a bad man. This is not about making your dad wrong. This is not about blaming him. 
I'm not encouraging you to end this partnership because he's this unhealthy person. I'm sure there's so much beauty there. And I really acknowledge him for doing the work that he's done. And what's true from what you shared with me is this relational dynamic at work is holding you back from what you want. And if you want a good reason to have regrets on your deathbed, it would be not pursuing your dreams and letting other people's emotions, expectations of you have priority over what you want in your heart and soul. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm a, just as responsible with this too, because I have a hard time setting boundaries. You know, you know, I've done some work with that, but it's still been difficult. So right. part right. of me feels, I think, a little bit guilty because I feel like I, I haven't done, I could have done better on setting boundaries and, you know, putting things in place that where it wouldn't have to be this tense. Yeah. You know. Well, and I, again, great owning. And that's something else that you can do when you speak to him and really say, that said, I'm at the point where I don't want us to keep going on like this. And that's when you can really bring in, and I want my relationship with you to be outside of work, dad. I want to spend more time fishing and making food and gardening and working in the yard with you. That's what I want. I want to be your daughter, not your business partner or your boss. I just want to go back to being your daughter. He'll feel that and he'll get That's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't about being mean. And let's just really clarify that being empowered and having boundaries doesn't make you mean. You can do it with so much kindness and compassion. You just don't want to go into sympathy and disempowerment and cave because you feel sorry for the other person or you're overpowered by their big emotions. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. I feel all right. Did you get some clarity? I did. Thank you. It's nice to have um, an outside perspective. Absolutely. And just some outside advice. So I really appreciate it. Will you do me a favor? Will you send me an email in two weeks or so and let me know how you're doing with this decision? Yes, I will. I'm in your mastery course as well. Perfect. Then you can get more support from me there along the way. And you can share with all of us there in the mastery community. That's great. I'm so glad you're in the course. Yay. It's been really good so far. So thank you. Wonderful. And you can practice the, have you gotten to the empty chair process in mastery? I, yes, I have gotten there and I, didn't do it fully. So I need to do that again. Well, and you can use that technique to practice the conversation with your dad. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my love. Thank you so much for your honesty and willingness. I really appreciate you. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Amy, so much for your willingness, your honesty. I know this wasn't an easy topic for you, and I so appreciate you bringing this topic to the show. So I said in the intro, I talk a little bit about why I coached Amy the way that I did. (laughs) I'm reminded of a review I received. I think it was my only one-star review, and someone, I'm not even going to pull it up, but the person started out by saying I could only listen to the first 10 minutes of one episode. 
I don't think that's really enough to write a review of a show that's had over, you know, with Coach's Corner, 400 episodes. But anyway, forgive myself for judging that person in that moment, which I totally did. But what the commentary was, was that I give too much advice rather than letting people come to their own answers. And I thought about that. And I agree that it's so important for people to come to their own answers. And if anyone hasn't noticed, we don't live in a world where we are just completely on our own. I think that it is invaluable that we have other human beings on the planet that we can talk things out with and that we can speak our truth to and that person can reflect back to us what they're seeing, especially if that person has professional experience and training. We all have our blind spots and sometimes our emotion and our wounding and our protective patterning can really prevent us from making the decision that truly is in alignment with our highest good, our own personal development and our intuition. So in my coaching of Amy, You could probably tell in listening to it, I had a sense, or you can call it an opinion, that ending the work relationship with her dad would be healthy for many levels. Number one, in the long run, and what I was most looking out for is how does she not build resentment with her father? How does she have the healthiest possible relationship she can with her father? given everything that they've been through and where they are. And from what she was telling me about the work situation, that didn't seem possible because number one, she wants to go do something else. Number two, she feels like she's kind of walking on eggshells. And instead of being her dad's boss, now they're kind of more this partnership and she's having a difficult time with him. She's having a difficult time standing up to him. And in the long run, that could lead to resentment. And so that's what I was really looking out for is how can I support her in stepping forward in her dreams and also support her in having the healthiest relationship possible with her dad. And from my point of view, especially being the adult child of an alcoholic, having healthy boundaries and standing her ground is an important part of taking back her own power as an adult. And that's something we talked about, you know, empowerment is not about pushing people away, being selfish, or overpowering others. Empowerment is really listening to what is most authentic for us and speaking our truth with love and care. And even when I coached her through how to talk to her dad, the script or the structure that I gave her was one that was loving. And in the takeaways, I'm going to walk you through that script as well. So don't worry. So let's dive in a little bit more to the specifics in this call. One thing that she said is that when she speaks her truth, she's met with resistance by him being defensive. And she did say, I don't take that personally, but I'm not sure that that was necessarily true, which is another reason why I coached her in the way that she did. I feel like on some level, it's still a zing for her. You know, when she speaks her truth when she stands up and her dad gets defensive and doesn't hear her. It reinforces that old wound of I'm not seen, I'm not understood, I just was wrong, I just got in trouble or whatever else that that old wound is full of in terms of, of limiting beliefs, which is why I really encouraged her to do the things with her dad that she loves, like fishing and gardening and working in the yard to really have that relationship outside of work because the tension she was having with her dad was just making her feel small again. She feels stuck because she's in the past, this little girl who wants her daddy to be different. And and there are windows, you know, he's been sober for a little while and she gets her hopes up and she hopes he'll be different. 
And then there's the future her who wants to go pursue her dreams, but then there's a present day her, which is stuck between the two and keeps getting disappointed when they have an argument or he gets defensive or anything like that. And when I asked her, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want? And she really, really wanted her dad to change. And I do believe people can change, but we can't change them. And if they're not really working on the relationship with you, then having the expectation that they're just going to change just because they're doing a little personal development for themselves is going to leave you with an expectation hangover. So for a relationship to grow, it takes two people doing their own personal development and then working on the relationship through communication, through honesty, through learning how to navigate through conflict in different ways so that they don't move further and further apart. And I think the key question that I asked her that really provided clarity was, if he wasn't your father, what would you do? And she said, I wouldn't have him as a partner. So there you go. So Amy, have the conversation with him. Let him go as your business partner or employee. Wasn't super clear how he went from employee to partner. And let him be your dad again. Just have that as the relationship. So some takeaways for you. I mentioned Al-Anon, which I think is a beautiful program for adult children of alcoholics or anyone who's had a close relationship with an alcoholic. I think in combination with a 12-step program, it's also important to have your own coach or spiritual guide or therapist as well. From my point of view, relying just on one thing or one modality to be our healing device, our soul healing device, I think can be limited when there's so much out there. Another takeaway for you, if you need to have what you feel is a difficult conversation with someone, is to write it out first. You know, first, maybe write out your feelings and emotions about it. Use the technique of release writing that I teach in my book, Expectation Hangover, and in my mastery course. And then write out how you want to share this news with the person or this request with the person. I also don't think it's a bad idea to have a sheet of paper and read it to the person. Don't feel like you have to have it memorized, especially if it's something you're really nervous. So here's my recommendation for the quote unquote script. First of all, thank you and acknowledgement. And just let me backtrack for a second here. So as I'm recording this, when I was talking about this script, the crows just started going crazy. I don't know if you could hear that, but crow, one of the the messengers of crow is death. Not that necessarily someone is going to die, but the crow or the raven is often that sign that like something needs to die. So I think that's interesting that they started kind of going off when I was talking about having this conversation with someone that could be confrontational because you want the relationship to die in the form that it's in. So anyway, Back to my uh, little script here. First, thank you and acknowledgement. You know, you taught me a lot. I really appreciate really sincere thank and acknowledgement. Remember, empowerment comes with compassion and kindness. Uh, And then using the word and, not but, (laughs) and as that transition to the truth, like what you want to say. I feel like this relationship isn't serving any one of us anymore. And watch your language here. You notice how Amy went into all kinds of maybes and kind ofs because as she started speaking her truth, she got a little insecure. And that is normal. That's why I think practicing it is really, really, really good. So sharing your truth in an empowered way 
making the request, stating your position. So it's not leaving it open. Like, well, I think we can figure out something together or what do you think about it? Really stating it, owning your end of things, owning where maybe you could have done better, where you learned something and then finishing with acknowledgement and gratitude. I also encourage Amy to use the empty chair process that I teach in mastery. I love it when podcast listeners come over into my mastery program. It's my online course, but it's also my community. So when you buy the course, you get access to my Facebook community. It's just private for mastery and a monthly group coaching call where we get to most people on the call. Um, we have those once a month. So if you want to join me there, christinehasser.com slash mastery. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.